Welcome to the Life is Good podcast, where we explore the transformative power of healing, delve into real stories of resilience, and uncover the wisdom that lies within all of us. Each episode is a journey towards a life that is truly good, and I am honored to have you with me on this path to self-discovery and growth. I welcome you, and I thank you. And without any further ado, for the first ever episode of Life is Good, I am so grateful to be here with very special human to me, one of my best, best, best friends and also traveling companion and business partner <laughs> or work buddy, <laughs> Mr. Andre Topley. Yeah, so I like the introduction. <laughs> this is the mic check as well. So we might have a few little mistakes, but we go with the flow in this podcast. Why? Because life is good. Happy to run the first mile with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you do you feel like you want to share some first words in the beginning? Uh, well, first of all, I'm I'm honored to to get the invitation. Like I said, to run this first mile together during the mic check in the first episode. Yeah. Um, like we say in our in our profession to to push the first commit. Yes, so. <laughs> and uh, yeah, let's let's dive into it. All right. So this is a podcast about something I'm, I guess, passionate about, but also very uh, into for quite a few years now, which is the topic of healing. That's why it's called Life Is Good, a podcast about healing traumas and other shit <laughs> because a lot of that comes up every now and then quite intense in the last weeks and days so i'm wondering how was that for you you know maybe past few days weeks well it just you've been catching me in the middle of a dark night of the soul so Perfect. i guess it's <laughs> <laughs> it, it fits the the title of our podcast it's <laughs> perfect so yeah, I've been navigating some some interesting waters lately. Yeah. When it comes to, to traumas and, and other shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Feel you. And the way I wanna start this is by going a bit maybe in the past and kinda get a feeling of where has this journey started for you and maybe even why. Can you tell us a bit about that? Sure. So when it comes to the spiritual journey, I would say that, I mean, I, I guess somehow both our journeys kind of kickstart in the same time. I mean, yours a little bit, you had a, this tangency with spirituality a little bit earlier than me. But I think like the turning point for both of us was our trip in the Peruvian Amazon, like True. the big turning point. True. So when we were privileged enough to to have uh, two ayahuasca ceremonies, which was kind of a peak beyond the veil, I would say, into what is possible, into what is out there, and sort of an invitation to ask ourselves those those deep questions. And, I mean, for me personally, it kind of took me a little bit by surprise, not, I mean, living in a very organized Christian home, not having, not asking too many questions outside of this dogma, so that, that kind of, yeah, sort of shifted the reality quite a lot. And then the 
the the waves that were were produced by that kind of were, were felt for the next two years, and it was quite a slow process after that of easily integrating and just reading and discovering like slowly beats by beats upon like what is out there and what am I and what are we and like how I show up in the world and then I guess the major the big major step after that was probably like this one again together the six months that we spent in the co-living in Spain yeah in Calard which yeah I felt I can easily say right now looking back at it that it's probably the 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 heart center of the mandala of my spiritual evolution so <laughs> like i felt like everything kind of started making sense there like the whole world opened up and everything else that before was just curiosity or peaks behind the veil it kind of started making sense and getting clarity mm. upon them and yeah diving deeper and starting to walk this path in a more conscious way so I guess this has been, and then afterwards, starting to travel. I mean, obviously, it was the Egypt trip that probably is gonna <laughs> it's gonna be a podcast in itself because <laughs> that was very very life changing. So yeah, all these initiations like Egypt, and then after that Costa Rica, and now here in Guatemala. I feel like life is keep yeah. giving us all these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So many, so many interesting places and ceremonies and yeah sacred kind of journeys we've been very fortunate to be part yeah especially starting with the time we did ayahuasca in peru like three years ago that resonated with me too like it was the probably the first like very profound kind of peak behind the veil that i had to i remember i was crying for like four hours for like the whole <laughs> session almost during the very first one and then the second one was actually there was a very interesting situation where all of us like us two and uh, our other two best friends we kind of all had the same theme yeah, the true. theme of death and that by itself for me like as an individual was very deep i just saw for the first time how i was like kind of dancing between the two realms like going back and forth, being somewhere in the middle of it, but never like stationary anymore, just fluctuating between living and existing. But then hearing that you and the other, our other best friends had the same experience, that was like, wow, that was very interesting. So yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely feel like we've been kind of kickstarting the journey then for me as you're saying it was a bit earlier just because i i don't know i had to deal with some anxiety and depression that was uh pretty hard and difficult because i didn't know where to ask for help and who to ask for help and i was i felt lonely and alone in all of this for a few years and then that was like the the reason why i started to meditate which then opened a lot of doors into this but yeah it was a very slow process i also i just want to mention it i also i also was fortunate to have a girlfriend at the time just before we did the ayahuasca uh, ceremony that was 
into spirituality so with us together we de- dive deeper into it and that helped me catalyze a lot of things and be here now i guess <laughs> so thank you you know who you are <laughs> <laughs> but the other thing that i really like the way you put it was that our time in spain and this school living in one hour from barcelona was the heart the sacred heart of your mandala yeah yeah definitely resonates a lot like i mean i think in terms of eye opening probably egypt has been the most eye opening i feel like that's when the whole eye of perception kind of expanded but yeah i think the heart center is probably collapsed so that's where yeah, yeah i remember cuz obviously i was there with you <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i know i even remember i think probably the, the day the first day that this kind of started with with our friend uh, Moses coming in mm. and then there were a lot of kind of synchronicities happening some plant medicines some visions of snakes and then which symbolized the whole kundalini experience then True. we went to kundalini activation that same week just because he brought it up and then you had that sort of like yeah, activation right yeah, I feel like <laughs> that was the the big kind of uh, starting point for you to start really diving deep into i guess the the depths of spirituality True. although that did come with a period of spiritual ego <laughs> when, <laughs> yeah i felt that too <laughs> when we were sort of yeah. competing and but that was that was quite productive in the sense that i felt like it was needed there was a lot of stuff that needed to come out right on that and it's Yeah, I feel like it was a perfect platform to to be able to to see like the inadequacies that like I was living and projecting and sort of like this requirement for external validation and so that that was how that manifested in right. the outside world and I felt like it was it was needed to be able to to transcend those those necessities to and be able to open the door for self love to come into and i feel like only after i kind of like open the eyes and i remember when we had the, the conversations and there was like very eye opening of realizing oh actually yeah like the door has opened but i'm not walking the path that i should be or i'm not like showing up as the person that i sh- should be showing up and then i kind of like put it into a perspective when i realized like oh actually there's like there's a lot to be there's a lot of work to be done here it's not like mm-hmm. <laughs> everything comes and you're just sliding down a rainbow all the way to enlightenment <laughs> right right so right, yeah right. it was that that's what i'm saying i think that's why i feel like it was the heart center because that step was very important to realize that the only way to walk forward is with humility and reverence mm-hmm. and gratitude for the path and not like I don't know with the <laughs> I mean it it's good to have the to have the self to sort of like see where you are and to appreciate what you've done but not from an ego point right. of view. So yeah. Well of course but I feel like you know going through my own journey yeah and then seeing you a bit from from that angle And don't get me wrong I was right there with you like in that sort of mm-hmm. competition energy like I think it's a step that 
unnecessarily needed, but it's there as part of the journey. So probably most of the people that are stepping onto this journey are are taking it. And the only way further is through, I believe, right? You cannot just skip it. Maybe if you're Buddha or Jesus or someone, (laughs) but (laughs) yeah. Actually, since we're on the subject right now, and since it's the first episode, and we both kind of like agree that Calar has been the stepping stone. Like Calar is the yeah. place we say in Spain, yeah. So I wanted to ask you, like, what, what like, how, how do you see your experience there? Like, what, what kind of change were you there? Like, how, mm. how has your path changed in those six months that we spent there? Lots to talk about. I remember. Well, I remember many things. Let me see where to start. I know for sure that as soon as we got there, I kind of felt like very homey, like a very cozy place. It's being surrounded by very welcoming and loving people. And maybe because of that, and maybe, or maybe that coincided with a time when I was ready to allow my child, my inner child to just come out. Although I don't really believe in coincidences. So. So synchronicity there. So I, I, that was like the first step I took, allowing my inner child to come out, as I said, and allowing myself to make mistakes because I knew that those mistakes aren't coming from a bad place. They're just coming from maybe some inexperience, maybe some inadequacy, maybe some things, definitely something that I needed to look at. So in me allowing that and continue to love myself, that was actually, Kalat was one of the, probably the first place was where I really started to love myself and to, I remember maybe two months in, we had a trip to London mm. and <laughs> yeah, there was <laughs> another very interesting journey, although it was a techno party there, a lot of healing happened then. And I remember I got this sort of insight download of a meditation, which I call now the I love you meditation. I love myself meditation, actually, because for the first time I kind of hugged myself like literally and I started to see, to see me in the past in all the situations where I made mistakes and I, and I guilt stripped me and I blamed myself or maybe other people. And I was in that sort of negative energy. So this time was this, at this point, I was ready to look at them from a different perspective and to just give myself love and forgiveness and compassion and empathy and move further. So that definitely was one of the major things that happened in Kalar or around that time. And then as you're saying, like going back to our little competition, I feel like, yeah, in the sense of productivity, I guess it was good because I, I learned a lot. Like I remember I discovered so many different things. I kind of stepped into some of the things I really liked maybe when I was younger, like my kind of passion for martial, martial arts, which transformed into a practice of Tai Chi and then Qigong that I, I used to do every day when there. And then. This other, this other major uh, thing which brings us to Egypt was, so I was reading a lot, a lot of books because I have this sort of, I don't know, maybe FOMO or something, or I am by design like that, supposed to read many books at the same time. And by chance, I discovered a bunch of books that were 
kind of connected to each other and led our journey into Egypt. Like, and yeah, those books were re- really, really eye-opening. Probably at the same level as I was, but not more in terms of what's out there. Yeah. So I remember a lot of being, being a lot fascinated by that. I think those are the three major ones. A lot of other learnings and experiences and mistakes and moments when I cried and laughed and just met myself. But yeah, thanks for the question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. Like there, like especially in that community and with the energy and that made me realize like the power of the collective healing and the 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 community and like the the path like the, indiv- the individual path is like for sure it's it's very powerful but like in Kalada I realize like how powerful it is when you're actually in a supportive community and the energy there and it sort of like it gives you permission to to be yourself yeah. and to open up and like I know that like each each one of us like feels that okay when it, I'm in my private state or like I'm on my own, like I give myself permission, but I feel like, like personally, I feel like in that, in that community, in that loving space, like the permission was even like more stronger than what we would give ourselves, like in hmm. our own privacy or like when right. we do our own, our own things or our own meditation. So in that sense, yeah, I do feel like that was, that was a perfect kind of like initiation into the like mysticism, like into right. The, our whole journey of transcending judgment and learning how to love ourselves. And then like, yeah, after that, those six months, I, I felt like Egypt was kind of like the, the, the gift from the universe <laughs> of like, <laughs> yeah. it was like you guys had six months of like deep shadow work and now it's like to be able to see what's out there and see the world through this new developed perspective. Yeah. And I just want to point that when you say deep shadow work it was definitely not all sadness and uh, I know. <laughs> it was a lot of fun and a lot of a lot play. Of, yeah. Yeah, I remember I laughed so much almost every night there. <laughs> True. Yeah. And I I think I mean for my own personal view Yeah, I think there's a lot of like this ideas nowadays of like this association with shadow work with darkness or crying or kind of like this idea of dark night of the soul and i feel like for sure this is one way but like you said like i think shadow work is just making our subconscious conscious and it's not necessarily that it has to go through like sword or flame it's like the flame can also be like a yeah like a fun environment or an environment where you are supported or even if you cry like there's people around you that just like there's a shoulder to cry and like someone to laugh with afterwards so it was all like in that sense it was yeah yeah it was a very very light feeling introspective time right right and that could come in both planes like uh, light or dark laughter or cry are they really different maybe not that much (laughs) um yeah. Also, thanks for crediting me with with that saying, but it's definitely not mine. <laughs> Making the subconscious conscious. Uh, that's uh. that's called <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I, did, I do used to say it pretty often nowadays. Yeah, true. true. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's a bit about the past. So where does that bring us now, like the present moment today? 
where what do you feel you are today and the version of yourself that you want to or are already stepping into oh that's a lot to unpack but yeah let me let me make a just a quick summary of it so i mean recently like as you know like i I just got out of a relationship that even though it wasn't long like time wise i felt like it was probably the most intense like feeling wise and it felt this yeah, the sort of integration or working with the animus and anima, like this, this person that otherwise I wouldn't find, like, we weren't compatible in many senses, but I felt like at our current step in both our spiritual journeys, we were like a perfect mirror to, yeah. to bring out the, the healing that, that was needed and the, the shadows that were needed from the other person. So that, this time I felt like it was very, very intense and also opened a lot of doors mentally, psychologically and spiritually. So now it's a little bit of like adjusting to the new reality, but in the sense that like I felt like it was for both of us, it was just a key to unlock the door for the next part of the journey. Like it will, in that sense, it, it, it wasn't, a conscious uncoupling where we both decided that it's best for to move our separate ways. So I'm still in processing, yeah. processing this and integrating everything that happened. And I feel like it, it, it showed me things where I feel like I wasn't showing up as my true self. And there's, there have been some discrepancies between my, what my subconscious was feeling and what I was consciously kind of like driving towards and yeah i feel like i there's a lot of work for me to be doing like moving onwards from here after integrating this this liminal point between my subconscious and my conscious and sort of like bringing them a little (laughs) bit (laughs) a little bit closer together and yeah basically showing up better for myself and for everyone around so this is pretty much what like I'm, i'm feel like I'm leading with at the moment and in the next like stage. Yeah. And what about you? Like what's what are you dealing with at the moment here in <laughs> in Guatemala since here? Right. We are in Guatemala now on the shore of Lake Atitlan, by the way. Which is this very spiritual, hippie but a different energy. Like there there's a certain energy here which Definitely. I really like. So I feel like I can um yeah step into the version that I I want and I know I can be more, I would say. So the place and the people here is really is definitely helping. Mm. What am I dealing with? That's just our friend Paula in the background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's see. I I think my my general kind of maybe sense or reality is is coming from a place of in clarity mm. i say this just based on the fact that a lot of times i ask myself like where am i going you know like not having that sort of clear picture of what's next and or what do i want to do and all of that and that doesn't come from a lack of options but from many options kind of interposing at the same time and it's hard to choose mm. you know that's kind of one of the latest insights i had on that 
Also, this time period of time around Lionsgate has been pretty intense in terms of old patterns, old trauma, old stuff resurfacing for me in various ways in the last days, in the last weeks, which I thought is very interesting. And I actually made a video on this that I will post on Instagram probably today or tomorrow, but I'm talking about this idea that actually I'm proud of. Something I'm proud of is the fact that before, when this would happen, I used to get, you know, more frustrated, maybe overwhelmed, pissed, and definitely probably falling into that sort of victim mentality, like, why is this happening again? I thought I, I feel it. I dealt with it a thousand times already. Yet it's still here. I am, am I doomed? What's going on? Right? The, the sort of like, why me mentality. And now I simply had the chance to look at it from a different angle. I had maybe the capacity to, to do that now. And what I saw was an invitation to, to really see it. You know, see this trauma, this old pattern of what is it and why is it coming about now? And it's almost like it was almost like waving at me, saying, Hey, do you see me? And what I did now, which was different, was like I waved back and I say, Yes, I see you. And then these five words came to me in these past days, like I see you, I therefore I acknowledge you, I love you. Therefore, I keep my heart open to you. I'm okay with you being here. I thank you because I know you are in my life because I needed you at some point to, for you to keep me safe, to keep me alive maybe even. So I really thank you and I'm grateful for, for you being here. And then I let you be, stay around as much as you need. And then I let you go. For now, I know that you're not serving anymore. And yeah, what, what I realized this does is just eases the resistance and my relationship to the fear, the trauma itself, mm. the trigger. So then from that point, you know, love can pour in and a different state of mind can pour in. And I could, I'm not attached and I don't resist anymore. So there's no tension. But yeah, this, and I think just going back to, to your question, I think these old patterns are coming up not to kind of haunt me but to kind of show me where i maybe i don't know i'm free yet you know like like they're like a challenge or a test to say hey are you capable to to let them go and for me to the invitation for me is to show up and to say actually yes mm. right yeah. yeah, I think this was probably the biggest, like, I would talk for both of us, right? I think it's, like, probably one of the biggest, not the biggest catalyst in our growth, this realization, like you say, that no matter what circumstance we go through or what happens to us, it's like, it's a gift. It's like, it's not a challenge that we need to survive. It's like that saying that, like, doesn't happen to you, it happens for you, and right. then ultimately it happens through you hmm. uh, as you so yeah like it's it's hard sometimes like there's ups and downs like the road is not always smooth but like we know that we de we designed the road it's like yeah. 
we made it because it it brings us exactly where we need to go. So like it's this complete trust and surrender in like, well, I'm going through this because this is where the gift comes from. This is where I'm getting my medicine from. And if I wouldn't go through this, I wouldn't be the person that like I'm supposed to be. I wouldn't get my highest expression. And I think this realization like for us kind of like shifted the whole game into like surrendering and embracing whatever comes in the sense that this is where the medicine is coming from. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Although for me, I would say that I think I knew this intellectually quite for, for quite a while now, but I feel like it's literally just dawned on me. Like I I, I know it more in an embodied way Mm. only since recently when I kind of did a deep dive into Peter Crone's work <laughs> mm-hmm. and he's, you know, like very, like he has a, such a style of very <laughs> deeply pointing out exactly where your inadequacy is. True. And although he was talking to other people, not to me, I, I got the message and yeah, that was eye opening and freeing at the same time. Beautiful actually. Yeah, yeah, definitely recommend that too. Yeah, quite an impact. Whew, yeah, okay. Talked about the past, talking about the present. Let's talk a bit about the future. Not that we can really predict the future. The only truth, I guess, is that we we don't know, and the world and the future <laughs> is uncertain. Another saying of Peter Crown. But where do you kind of want to go? Not really when, where do you see yourself in five, ten years, but where, where do you feel you are supposed to go to show up as your embodied true potential self? Mm. <laughs> Again, deep, deep, deep question. Well, yeah, I mean, lately been having this, this, I mean, having felt this calling to, to, to show up as being of service and somehow like repay back by helping people in some way and also helping myself. And since about a few months ago, like I, I, uh, made my first encounter with the mineral realm and this has been a big catalyst as well in my spiritual evolution. There was another thing that came up. In color. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think going forward, yeah, I would like to, to sort of dive deeper into this collaboration with, with the mineral realm and explore like some different avenues that have recently opened and ways of communicating with my soul. And as for showing up, I feel like, well, the more we heal our wounded masculine mm-hmm. from the society where we've been growing up in East Europe, I feel like the more we realize that like what what is required of us is just to provide a structure, to hold still, to hold a space for people to just be a possibility to show what, what is possible and then let others bring the medicine from them, like sort of be a mirror or reflection that people can look into and mm. they can they can see in them in themselves. So yeah, for me this is probably the path moving forward. Like just healing these these wounds and being more 
more, more strong and more confident and being able to, to trust in my intuition. And yeah, just being a field of what is possible. Right. So providing that container for, dare I say, the feminine energy to flourish. Yeah. Right. That exists both in the men and females and women. Um, that sort of energy that's very connected to the mystery, to the unknown, right. with the unknown of someone's own potential coming up right. for themselves. Yeah, that's that's big, beautiful. What about you? Well, <laughs> <laughs> we're not talking about me here. <laughs> well, before I get into me, I would like to deep, dive deeper a bit into into the crystals realm, into the minerals realm with okay. you, because <laughs> well, I do feel like that's your calling or that's something you are really into. And you have your own unique way to be into that, if I, if that sounds clear. Right. And I'm saying this because just looking at me, like I've also had crystals for a long time, maybe even since before I did the, we started with the I was. And I, yes, I did have, did feel a certain connection to them and also at the same time, a reverence for them, and and I always kind of thought them as magical, magical things that could help us along the way. But I I've definitely seen you taking it much much further than that, and having sort of the capacity or maybe the intuition to go there, you know, almost being guided by some mysterious maybe feminine energy. Who knows? <laughs> so. You know, I'm saying that because I see you as, as having a gift towards that, that world. So yeah, I'm very curious how do you see yourself connected to that and what can you tell us about the mineral realm? Well, this is also (laughs) (laughs) a very deep subject and long conversation and probably like a podcast in itself about it. But like just to summarize episode 21. Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm still just obviously scratching the surface of what is possible. But yeah, every day it's uncovering more and more layers and going deeper and we're building this relationship. For me, like all the crystals that are right now in my possession, I see them as my own, like my team of spiritual guides. Hmm. So it's a relationship of collaboration the way i see them they're they're beings high consciousness beings they're basically energetic catalysts if you yeah i can put it like that that just help us lower the amount of energy required to reach our highest potential so in that sense it's they're like they're gateways to our higher potential so the healing was to, to lower the amount of energy required to reach our highest potential yeah what what do you mean like without them we would have to spend a lot of effort and energy to get there or what do you mean i mean so i mean i i'm not sure like how like familiar you are with the scientific of like how it it works basically but well somewhat but let's make it super simple so everyone <laughs> can be on the same page so 
yeah, I mean, so basically the medicine and the healing and the power to, to change our reality is inside of us. Like each and every one of us has the power to create our own realities. Right. Each and every one of us has, is connected. We have our soul, which is our tether to the divine creator. And what minerals do, like in the same way as for other people, plant medicine or other other avenues is they basically there are gateways that like help you look into yourself and are able to get that bring that to the surface your own power your own uh, connection your own potential Mm -hmm. so that's why I was saying they're energy catalysts and even scientifically like the way it works the, the crystals work uh, through the process of in, entrainment, which means then when two fields of different frequencies are together, the, the field with the higher frequency will always bring the fuel with the lower frequency to the same Yeah, level. I've heard of that, and that's always sounded magical and amazing <laughs> to me. <laughs> so even just like having crystals around you will, will always impact your energy field. But then, yes. yeah, taking it a step forward is like, they are universes, basically, like the, each and every mineral, it's a universe in itself. Hmm. So then by going into that universe, by opening up and inviting that higher consciousness to work together with you, you basically, this is the collaboration, it's like it helps you unlock your highest potential. So it's not like the crystal will do something for you, will get you a job or a right. new relationship or put you on a different path. No, but what he will do, he will help you elevate your frequency, he will help you see things in a different perspective, he will help you open the door to yourself so then all that potential that is within you, you can bring it forward and work with it. I love that. So, if you put two people in the same room with the same crystals and have them do the same practice for a number of days, they will get totally, they could get totally different results. Oh, for sure. Right? Yeah, yeah. for sure. It, it's also about this idea of like, because this is similar to plant medicine and any other sort of working with, con- with higher consciousness or with, with the spirit realm is, it's a relationship. You like, you build a relationship and the more you build this relationship, the more, they open up to you and it's the same as with people like you need to have a certain relationship before you can dive deeper together so that's why I feel like yeah like each and every relationship is unique so each and every one works uniquely in that sense I love that and I have a question because this is more of a personal question that just showed up so I want to see your opinion on, on that and a bit of context I feel like this is a limiting belief that I have but I've always, in any sort of let's say, spiritual endeavor I would take, any sort of certain practice I would go, maybe out of too much, I don't know, modesty or the, like up to the point of being unhealthy, thought that if, say, say with the crystals, for example, if I'm, ask, I'm spending time with them, every day I would ask too much of them 
So they would at some point get upset with me, you know, angry with me, like, oh, this guy still comes back, like, like I don't have time for you in that sense. And even me saying this sounds pretty ridiculous, and I hmm. believe I can trace it back to my childhood, maybe, you know, not to get too much into that in the first episode. <laughs> but, yeah, what do you think about that sort of thing? Well, I'll reply with, like, I, I heard this quote uh, a couple of days ago. I don't actually remember what I was reading, but this quote stuck with me, and it, it said something like, the whole kingdom of heaven is there waiting to help us, and it's just one invitation away. <laughs> so, like... All the, yeah, all the higher consciousness beings, angels, spirit guides, crystals, plants, everything, like, are there to help us reach our highest potential. All we need to do is just invite their magic in, <laughs> and that's it. It's not like there's too much or, right. like, we don't have to ask, to be honest. I mean, everyone has their own approach, but, like, for me, what works is I don't have to ask for things. It's more like an invitation. Or like a give, giving it permission. Like I give you permission to sort of come into my space, into my field, and it's an invitation to work together. And I feel like it, it works every so time. Is it when you're saying this, when you're giving them permission, is it true that you kind of see yourself at the same level as, as them? I think it's more, I mean, obviously there's probably people more qualified to answer this, but I think it's yeah, it's about the free will. It's like when working with spirits or with consciousness or with angels or any other higher beings, it's like they cannot interfere with the free will. Right. So there isn't that hence where the invitation or the permission right. comes because otherwise you're inferring someone else's free will. Right. But when you give someone permission same as in a ceremony or a healing, when you open up and you're like, I allow you to come into my space, to work with me, to fill me with your energy, with your light, then it's sort of like, okay, like I've already given permission, so there's no infringement right. of free will. Right, right, right. That's why a lot, a bit, both in the sort of darker sense, but in the light sense, like you need to invite them in, you need to give them permission exactly. in order for them to affect you in any way, good exactly. or bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I don't think there's never like too much at the <laughs> moment, like as long as you know that everything that comes, comes from inside of you and you're not like asking a third party for like for things that you want or for something that you want and you know that all they do is just helping you walk that path. But in the end, it's still you doing the job. It's still you walking. Yeah. It's still you getting. So in that sense, they're just they're helping you, but it's you doing the work. Right. That's why I don't feel like it's it's too much of like oh I don't we yeah like it's too much if we talk all day long because I'm, I'm bothering you. Know, so like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know? I don't know where I, it, it definitely <laughs> sounds ridiculous. I don't know where I got this sort of notion from, but it's it definitely sounds like a kind of like trauma bond or very linear three D world <laughs> kind of uh, mentality, right? No, it's bring it's good to bring it out for sure. For sure. For sure, for sure. That's why I actually did it. Okay, thank you for that answer. Now I can go back into, into <laughs> talking about me a bit to answer your question. Where do I, where do I see myself 
going next is the more, I guess, the, the better, not the better, but the version of myself where I step into my full potential. What I would say, definitely one of them is this, I mean, the podcast, you know, mm. showing up a bit of my own journey, sharing it with the world as, as much as possible, even, even if just one person benefits from it, I think it's still, uh, still enough, still good enough. Uh, there's no, um, reason to, uh, I don't know, to, to want to save the whole world. I mean, there is a reason there, but there's no reason to think that you need to save the whole world before you can be beneficial to the world, be, before you can be the, of service to the world. There's no rush. <laughs> and there's no rush, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm also, I also want to step into a more stronger version of myself, uh, not only physically, but uh, a balanced version where I'm physically, my physical mind, I mean body, mind and soul. So connected to the spirit, having discernment, the mind, and then having the, the physical strength to withstand whatever I need to withstand in order to share my true gifts with the world in order to, you know, to show up as my full potential self and uh, do and be, maybe even more than do, be who I am meant to be, who I am to be. Yeah, yeah. That's a very general answer, but... <laughs> no, I like yeah. it. Yeah, and every day I feel like I get a chance to look. The universe serves me <laughs> with the opportunities in, in the form of triggers to look at this old limiting beliefs that are not serving me anymore and the opportunities to, to see them for what they are and let them go. And then in that sort of letting go, I release more and more tension. I soft, um, and eventually, you know, soften into a more unique, beautiful, authentic version of myself. Yeah. Mm. That's the plan. <laughs> that was beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for the question again. I think we, we had quite an interesting conversation already here. We went pretty deep into the mineral realm, which I like, and into some other uh, topics. So as we are wrapping up, I would like to ask, to invite you to share a piece of uh, knowledge or wisdom that you've accumulated throughout your own journey that you think it's of service or of, of benefit to well, someone who's listening. Right. And to um, me. Well, yeah, I mean, there's, there's so many, like every, every day I feel like the, the universe is, is giving an opportunity for new lessons, but I'll, I'll share the, like, just before this, podcast we we had a little cacao oh yeah ceremony and i was we uh, the <laughs> for the we opened the heart <laughs> and i was holding this uh watermelon tourmaline that's very dear to me and you asked me what what guidance that you had for does you have for us today right. and like like i really like even though you 
it, it's simple, but I think like the simple things are, are very impactful. So I'll share that. And like what, what he was saying is this, this idea to check, to check in with us, check in with ourselves daily to, to don't take things for granted in the sense that, cause like, so the context was about self-love that all the love is rooted in self-love yes. to be able to love someone. We first need to work on loving ourselves. So I feel like a lot of the times we, we feel like, yes, I love myself. I'm ready to face the world, whatever. But like, I think it's very important. And this was the message that I got. It's important to take these little steps and these daily practices to check in with yourself, to ask the right questions, to, to see how you're feeling. They're like simple, like, how am I feeling today? Like, what do I want to do today? What does my soul desire today? Like, how do I want to show up today for myself firstly and for the world as well? And yeah. this can be in any shape or form, just simple questions and answers in our mind. It can be through journaling. It can be anything. But I feel like asking ourselves this question, checking in with us and not waiting for the world to check in with us, for other people to ask us or to sort of drop the ball in our court, how right. they say, and just ask to take this initiative and see how we're feeling, how we're doing, and where where do we need to love ourselves more every day? And I think there's hmm. like small steps that we can do are, are going to be of great impact in the long run. So yeah, I, I think this this is the thing that yeah. stuck with me today. Yeah, this resonates a lot with me um, as I'm starting a new phase in my own journey I feel where I'm, li I'm, I'm li literally just sitting in bed for longer times in the morning and at night before going to bed and after waking up to to just listen to my body and to my inner truth kind of going back into my own journey into my own kind of uh, connection to myself and to the divine before I listen to anybody else or anything else on the outside which of course could be very good and beneficial but if i don't have that connection first with myself then i do feel like i'm a bit lost mm -hmm. and i feel like that for a long time and i think i'm ready to step out of that nice. thank you for this reminder <laughs> nice. yeah i like that yeah amazing yeah. awesome Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you everyone for tuning in. I don't know how to end this, so I'll just end it like that. Bam, bam. Thank Thanks, you. Andre. Thank you. Love you. Love you too. <laughs> Once again, I thank you for tuning in and being here with us for this first ever episode of Life is Good podcast. I hope you got to learn some interesting things today. I hope you got to share space with us and feel the energy and if there were any issues with the sound or the clarity of our voice, as I said in the beginning, this was a mic check as well. So please, please, please don't hesitate to contact me at the link in the description of the episode. I'm always looking to learn and to grow. So any feedback is more than welcome. And I am super honored to do this. And I'm looking forward to be here with you in the next episodes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Have a wonderful day.